Welcome to the new podcast, Truth in Politics, with New York State Assemblyman David DiPietro. David is the number one rated top conservative, according to the American Conservative Union. You want the truth about New York and national politics? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Welcome, everybody. This is Dave DiPietro, New York State Assemblyman, the teller of truth. This is truth in politics. But it's also truth on world issues, and it's also truth on faith in God. So I hope you understand. I'm going to be going off the rails today. My voice is probably a little shaky because when I tell you what happened in Albany this past week, um, I hope you understand the perversion and corruption that is happening in this state. It's going downhill faster than we could have all imagined. And you better hold on. and You better wake up. And I hope you share this podcast with everybody you can that has a like mind as us, because the truth needs to be put out. You need to know that you're getting lied to by professional liars every single day from Kathy Hochul right on down. She's a professional liar. Democrats are professional liars. And I'm saying that in all honesty, I'm done trying to placate Democrats, because if you are a Democrat, get off the line and change to something else, unless you're a communist. Because that's what's running your party in New York State and nationally. They've got the ear and they've got the power and they're using it. All you have to do is look around. If you can't see what's happening around this country, things getting shoved down our throat, then you're in big trouble, folks. So share this podcast. Make it a mission that you're going to let someone else listen to this so they can start learning the truth and getting active to try and fight this truth. So... I want to let you know, available and streaming on the Big Weck Podcast Network at Big Weck. That's W-E-C-K, folks. BigWeck.com. Facebook, catch us at Big Weck, W-E-C-K. Previous episodes are on there also. So let's start out with what's happened in the last week. So we're supposed to go in there Monday through Thursday. By Wednesday night, usually the last week of session, we'll stay up all night. To make it look like we're working. But what are we working on, folks? We're passing a 1,000 bills in a week, 800 bills in one week, when we could have used them and passed them all year long. But remember, these are Democrat bills. Okay? There's no Republican bills coming up. These are all Democrats. They have the supermajority. They sit in conference every day and go, what bills are we going to put up? They make sure out of their 101 members that they've got 75 plus one votes because there's 150 of us. There's only 49 Democrats or Republicans now. So do the math. So that our bills don't go to the floor. There hasn't been a statewide name on a Republican on a Republican bill in New York State in 46 years. You understand that? There hasn't been one of our bills put up, but I'm going to go through if I get a chance today some of my bills that are sucking committee year after year. So my job is to vote on Democrat bills. All these members on the Democrat Party I sit with, I pass their bills or vote against their bills. And so in the last week, they hold everybody's bills because they try to say, look, uh, you know, make sure you play the game with the communists that run the party. If you don't, then they're going to hold your bill. You're not going to get your bill to the floor. That's what they do. And I could care less because I don't get bills to the floor anyway. So I fight them. But you'd, wouldn't, you'd be surprised at the number of Republicans that don't fight at all. They just like their job. They like their money. So they shut up. Uh, so many times, at Democrats, I'm like a, a blazing saddles. I'm the underground hero. <clears throat> Remember when that old lady comes in? Kindly. Boy, what a great job. Thank you. Uh, but don't mention my name. 
And they'll come up to me after I debate them on the floor. Oh, that was great, Dave. That was great. I'm like, why didn't you say something? How come you're not fighting? Oh, oh, I can't. My district's a little bit more blue. It's got, I've got, you know, it's like 50-50. I can't. Doesn't matter. Democrats aren't voting for you anyway. Do you understand that? When you get a Democrat opponent, they're going to run all over you. They're not going to, Democrats aren't going to vote for you. So stop playing with these people. Stop, stop, start, start standing up for what you believe in. Because it's crazy. We're getting run over in New York State. This is going on, and we've got to stop it. So last week, we're supposed to go Monday to Thursday, and then they keep us up Thursday and send us home. Normally. Now, remember, Democrats control the entire process. When we start, when we stop, what bills get put on the floor, how long it takes to vote them. So Thursday night, Wednesday night, we go till 2 in the morning. Okay, whatever. Then we're like, then we got to come back at nine o'clock in the morning. So by the time you get home into your your hotel, it's four o'clock. The next day, nine a.m., we're down to three thirty in the morning. That's eighteen and a half hours. I'm sitting in my seat. That gets old, folks. And the reason I bring that up, you're like, oh, whining. That's your job. You got the, You guys got a high salary. Yeah, that's right. But Democrats aren't in their seats, folks. Don't you understand? They changed the rules. No show voting. Check my Facebook post. I post every single day a picture of the chambers. The most out of 101 Democrats that have been in their seats is 44. They don't even get 50% of their members. They don't have to. Their votes all get counted. They're green, green. Yes, yes, because they've already vetted these Democrat bills. So it's, it's, now if I want to vote against them, which I do, and a lot of us do, I have to be in my seat to vote. Otherwise, my vote gets counted as, as green. So check this out. Let's say they put up a bill on full-term abortion. I'm not in my seat. I, you know, then I my vote automatically gets counted for it. And people go, what are you doing? And then I got to explain to them. Well, I, was in a, I was, wasn't in my seat. So I got to be in my seat. But they don't. And they're not. They never are. They passed themselves a $32,000 raise two days before Christmas at the December storm in Buffalo and didn't care about us having to drive back in it, making themselves the highest paid legislators in the country. And then they vote the first weekend, no show voting. So at three in the morning, they got 20 members in their seats. 80 of them are back sleeping in their hotel, their home. Where are they? They're not doing their job, I can tell you that. So it gets a little frustrating. Because then Thursday night goes into Friday. And then Friday night, we stay up till 4 in the morning. And I'm going to get into some of the stuff they passed. 4 in the morning, folks, and said, come back at 8.30. What? By the time I got back to my hotel, it was 5.30 in the morning, the sun was coming up. And that's why my voice is the way it is when you're listening to me today. That was a week ago. Then we get back. So now we're here an extra day because they couldn't get their bills through. And these, a lot of these bills are one-house bills, meaning there's no Senate sponsor, which means it never can become a law. And then Friday, we stay up until 4 in the morning, and we come back on Saturday. And they still couldn't get all their stuff done. The lobbyists were pressuring them like crazy. The communists were running in the Capitol. And Saturday night, we got out of there and went, finally got home. And I got totally sick. 
after being up three days in a row, no sleep. My body totally wore down. Walking pneumonia, bronchitis, you name it. And then what did they do? They said, come back next week. In two weeks. Because we didn't finish. We didn't get enough of our Democrat bills to on the floor when we had six months. There were days we went into Albany and just to make it look like we were working, they kept us there four or five hours, and we did two bills. <laughs> two bills in a day, folks. One day we did three, another day four. Why couldn't you put up 20 or 30 more bills? Because they deceive you. They deceive you. They lie to you. My gosh, wake up. You're getting lied to. And I'm the only one, am I the only one that's really calling it out? Because I'm totally targeted, but I'm going to take those hits, folks. You know, my family worries that that somebody's going to come by at 3 o'clock in the morning at our house. Seriously. I've already had death threats. And this is, but someone's got to stand on the mound and stand on the wall and start telling you what's really happening because this country is going down and New York State is going down. It's not getting better. I don't have good news. People always ask me, what can we do? We can fight. But then I tell people, I tell other Republicans or tell people who are conservative, what are you doing? Have you called a Democrat? You call me all the time complaining. Have you called a Democrat and complained? Have you called your local representative and complained? Just one little thing. Five minutes. Have you done anything? And you know how many hands shoot up out of 103? And then they sit there and go home and don't do a thing and then sit there and complain. What's going on? Just like in the country. So, geez, let's go, let's go into some of the stuff that's happened, okay? First off, through the dead of night, you probably don't even know, but they, they passed laws now, and state education has adopted all these new laws. Transgenders are now equal. Well, not, let's rephrase that. Transgenders now have priority over you and your parents. So let me, let me, let me just, in a nutshell, schools now have to placate to every transgender issue and, uh, and meaning. What does that mean? It means, in a nutshell, you're a transgender student, your boy says he's a girl at that moment, not yesterday, not with a doctor's order, not with a note, but just right now he's walking in the hall and says, I feel like a woman. I'm going into the girl's locker room to take a shower after the girl's gym class, and there's not a thing you can do as a parent. Not one thing. Do you understand that? Your daughter is going to be exposed at any age, any age, not high school, not 16, not 12, first grade, pre-K, third grade, doesn't matter. They can walk in any bathroom. They no longer, if you have separate bathrooms, or non-gender bathrooms now. It used to be boy, girl. Now they have just they just put a boy and a girl on it with a lock and it's non-gender. But if they don't want to use that, they don't have to. That's where they used to, you say, okay, well, you want to be trans. You go into this bathroom. Now they don't have to. That's demeaning to them. That causes them mental harm. So they can go into the girl's locker room and watch my daughter shower. And your daughter. 
That's the law now, folks, and there's nothing you can do about it. Also, here's a great one. So at the beginning of the year, everyone has to share their name, how they want to be pronounced. All right, so then the school comes along and puts everybody in the school yearbook. So I'll give you an example. This is true. School sent their student roster to the yearbook company in the beginning of the year. But then they had one transgender student who changed their name mid-year. The school had to reprint all yearbooks with the correct name. What a joke. What a joke. They no longer can address, no longer can address students as boys and girls. Okay? Schools are encouraged to phase out single-sex gym classes. Uh, like I said, transgender students must, must be allowed to use whichever facilities prefer at any time. The privacy and the safety of students of the opposite sex is irrelevant. That is in the handbook. Like I said, the school may not request that a transgender student use a single-stall bathroom because of someone else's concern. In other words, if your teenage daughter is uncomfortable with a teenage biological male who claims to be transgender, undressing or showering in her presence, or if she is uncomfortable dressing or showering in the presence of that same biological male, it makes no difference The male can see your daughter naked. That's in the rules. You understand where this is going? This is out of control. I'm sorry. Let me just tell you. I don't know what you believe. I don't care. And Well, I do care what you believe because you're listening. But I don't believe any, and I've said this before, I don't believe any, I believe when it comes to sports, you want to be transgender, that's your business. But you're not allowed, You whatever you are biologically is what you are. I don't care if you have it chopped off, I don't care if you change it, that's who you are. You want to act any way you want, that's a mental thing. But you're not going into a girl's bathroom if you're a biological male. And you're not playing on the girls' sports team if you're a biological male. End of story. This is... But is it me? What's happening in the last year in this country? Has this transgender issue, it's less than one-tenth of one percent of this population. Hope you understand that. There's approximately 300,000 transgenders. That's the latest statistics. Now, a lot of people want to feel for them, want to protest with them, but according to the statistics, about 300,000, and there's 360 to 80 million people in this country. That's less than one-tenth of 1%. But has this whole thing been shoved in our face the last year? Has this been shoved down our throat more than we can imagine? Every time I turn my computer on the news feed, half of it's about transgender issues. Binary, non-binary. 
don't give me that crap about non-binary binary. As soon as you say you're non-binary, you're putting yourself into a, another category, which is binary. So it just seems like there's a huge agenda worldwide, but especially here, to just shove this stuff down our throat. Look, if you want to be that, that's fine. Whatever you want to be, that's your prerogative. But it's not my prerogative to have to celebrate it. It's not my prerogative to explode on the scene and, and, and say how great it is. That's for you. That's fine. But you're not going to shove it down my throat, and you're not going to shove it down my school's throat and my child's throat. But this is where we're at, so I just want to make sure you understand that. Let's go to another one. 2.30 in the morning, Friday night. Remember last year on your ballot, statewide ballot, November election, no excuse absentee voting. Did you want it or did you not? It was a yes or no question because of the voter fraud that we all saw during COVID. And the Democrats wanted to make, the Democrats wanted to make it permanent. So they put it on the statewide initiative, thinking they could get enough people in New York City to vote for it, to swamp the, the conservative parts of the state that said no. Well, the voters did say no last November. 61% to 39% said no on the, on, the, on the ballot. It's gone. It's done. We don't want it. Go back to the regular voting. We don't trust no show, no excuse absentee voting. So what happened at 2.30 in the morning on Friday? The Democrats brought it up to the floor and voted it in. And we argued for like three hours till like four. Well, they brought up at 1.30. We argued till four. And then they shut us off and said, the voters rejected this. The voters rejected this. Why are you bringing it back up? You know better than the voters. You know better than the voters. I don't get it. So we're debating them and we're arguing. Why are you going over the voters' head? These are your constituents. They said no. And the Democrats had no answer. They were smiling, wouldn't answer the questions on the floor, and just said, well, we feel that there was a mistake made. We changed the language. And we said, no, you didn't. Do you know in that entire bill, the entire bill, how many pages? Do you know how many words they changed? This is the truth. We argued it on the floor. You know how many words they changed in that bill so that they could say they changed it? Three. Three words, which meant nothing. And they voted in over over the voters' heads. We know better as Democrats and as communists. We know better because we need voter fraud. We're tired. We want to run conservatives right out of the state, and that's exactly what they want to do. Don't make any mistake about this, folks. They've been saying it. Cuomo said, if you're a conservative, get out of this state, gun owner. Get out of this state. And how many times did he say that? We've got him on news and video. I used to play that all the time. But who else? Hochul is now saying it. There's no place for you in New York State. Totally run by communists. And where are we at? So they, they vote this law in, and then you know what they brought up the very next bill? 
to take away your right to protest this bill legally. So let me explain. Any election fraud, any election lawsuit goes to the Supreme Court. Now, most counties have their own Supreme Court justice or justices. So if you're in Allegheny, Cattaraugus, you know, you go, you take it to your Supreme Court. So a local town assembly, uh, a councilman has a, a petition issue, any election issue, you've got to get signatures. Uh, so it's a local one. It could be a county legislator race. There's a uh, election issue. You'd go to your county uh, Supreme Court justice. If you didn't have one, I think there's like nine or ten that don't up in the Adirondacks area around. Uh, you'd go to the neighboring one. So what did the Democrats do, folks? They made it so all, all election lawsuits could be your local town race has an issue on a ballot initiative or something, on a ballot, doesn't matter. All election issues, legal issues, they wanted to put them into four counties. So if you live in Allegheny, you could go to, there's four counties. Let me explain that. New York City, Westchester, Albany County, and Erie County. No longer could all those 59 other counties go to their Supreme Court in their county to handle their complaint. You've got to take it to one of those four. What does that mean? Well, New York City. All Supreme Court justices, Cuomo appointees, all leftists. Albany County, all justices, all leftists, Democrats. Westchester County, all Democrats. Erie County, mostly Democrats. They made it so that we could not take, we said that this bill was unconstitutional. And why did they laugh at us when we kept saying that? Because then they changed the law at the very next bill so that we couldn't even take it to a regular county. We had to take it to one of the four Democrat counties, which would then never hear our case. This is corruption at the highest level, folks. This is taking away the rights of the people at the highest level. They don't care about you. They never have. Democrats know better than you. On everything, it's all about their power, their control, and getting rid of any voice. Why do you think they cut, not only gave themselves no show voting, they cut our debate time in half on every bill in Albany, just like that. We don't want to hear you anymore. Well, we can't get a bill to the floor. doesn't matter. We don't want you complaining about our bills. This arrogance is incredible. This is the way they are. Look at I got the New York Post. Here's a perfect example. Inez Dickens, who's an assemblywoman, she sits over by me. She insisted she was a graduate of Howard University. And, and they just found out she never went there. She was lying. She said she went to Howard. She went, did all this stuff. She totally lied about it. But that's the way she is. She... It, I don't want to get into the racism thing, but I'm not. I'm not. But I tell you, there are some people on their side that are. And let me ask you this. When a Republican can't get a bill to the floor in 46 years, 
when a pub, Republicans told they have to be in their seat to vote when the Democrats don't, when Republicans get their bills never out of committee ever, ever, when your debates times cut off, when you're told to sit down and shut up, that we're just there to vote on Democrat bills, that we're at the whim of the Democrats every day to whatever their schedule is? What does that sound like to you year after year? If you had to take that for 46 years, you think you'd complain? You think you'd want one little thing? Hmm. Well, let's go to the next step. I hate to say I told you so. But I told you so. It's funny how, our, as conservatives, especially with COVID and everything else, with the vaccinations, just go on and on. And what's happening in this country? We, everybody, these, they just, liberals, media, mocking us out, left and right, tinfoil hats, crazies, re- insurrection at the Capitol. And you say anything against it, you're, you're totally put down, ostracized. I'll tell you what, our tinfoil hats look like halos now. We've been right on everything. Here's another one. I've been telling people that this state's about to implode. The only thing that saved us was Trump not getting reelected. We were in the hole, 6 to $8 billion going into the COVID, at least. And Cuomo, I say that summer, was on his knees praying that Biden would beat Trump because Trump said, I'm only going to give you $12, 12 to $14 billion in COVID money to cover your real expenses. I'm not bailing you out. I'm not giving you any more money for your bad policies, which keep bankrupting your state. And Cuomo, and that's why the budget never came out until after the election. Normally the budget, preliminary budget comes out in September. And then another one in October. Cuomo held it. And when Biden got elected and the Democrats were in complete control, boy, did they sing hallelujah. Because what happened? Biden ended up giving us over, instead of the $12 billion for COVID, he gave us $44 plus billion. So I hope you hear those numbers. And what happened to it? As I predicted then, they spent every single penny. They borrowed another $30 billion. The budget went up every year for the last four years. Five years. In the last five years, the budget has gone up. What are, what are the numbers? I think it's 72 billion, 60 billion. I mean, it's incredible. And now our budget grab now the now, here it is. From the state. Our budget gap, instead of being a billion dollars like it has been 2.1 billion a bunch of years ago, as we, we had to cover when we had to cover six five, six years ago. Cuomo had to cover $1.1 billion, $1 billion deficit. They raised taxes. They didn't cut anything. They raised taxes, borrowed more money, and people keep flying out of here. But now the budget gap, excuse me, crap, gap, same thing. We're looking at the next couple of years, $36 billion hole. There's no way to make that up. You can't raise taxes. You can't borrow it. You can't do anything. We're done. Okay? 
and, and, and it's not going to get better because Democrats aren't going to cut. They're already expanding the budget next year by another $15 billion they're already looking at. We just got through with this budget. That's how much they want to spend more. Never cutting anything, but New York City is driving us into the ground, folks. Driving us into the ground. So let me just stop here. If you're listening, please share this message. Please give this to somebody who will listen. This is Truth in Politics. It's available and it's streaming on the Big Weck Podcast Network at bigweck.com, W-E-C-K. Facebook also, Big Weck. Go to the station, W-E-C-K.com, in, right here in Buffalo. Okay, just just tap on the, the podcast and get my name and, and share it if you want to keep hearing truth. But this budget gap is, uh, is, is just, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. The numbers never added up. When Holkel was saying, oh, our revenues are way up, she was lying through her teeth. Ding, 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 professional liar, folks. Next year, the budget gap is going to 13.9 in one year. For what? This is out of control. So, hold on to your seat, folks, because I don't know what to tell you. So we're uh, we're gonna go. Okay, that's just on the budget. I I could go. I got so much stuff on this calendar today. All right, and what did and what did he Andrea Stewart Cousins, the Senate communist leader? We are writing the blueprint for our greatest potential yet. What are you talking about? It's, this is amazing. She thinks that as long as we keep spending money we don't have and putting in policies that we can't afford, and that more people, people are leaving here in droves because of your policies year after year. I'm sorry to say that, which I'm not, because this is what's happening. These Democrat policies are ruining our state. Everyone knows it. Name me something in five years that's gotten better. Farms? No. Jobs? No. Name me something. Your way of life? No. Equality? No. Racism? No. So they are passing reparations in New York. I think I talked about that a little bit, and I'm just going to talk about it a little bit right now because I asked a question on the debate. First off, New York's, the reparations they're going to propose next January because they're doing the study, it's going to make California, we always have to outdo California, it's going to make California's trillion plus dollars look like nothing. The one question, I said, look, if next year we pass reparations, why are you doing reparations? Reparations is to fix a problem. So we're going to put in these policies and this money to fix a problem. If we pass this, will that be the end of racism in New York State? Will that be the end of it? Will everyone sing Kumbaya? Will there be no more racism? Will there be no more talk of racism? Will Errol Sharpton and Jesse Jackson be shut up? And have to leave New York State? Will all these social warriors 
community activists, communists talking about racism, racism, racism? Will we outlaw the word racism in New York State because it's over? Because we just fixed it. Because that's what this bill says it's going to do. If not, and they couldn't answer. If not, then why are we doing it? You all know why. It's a huge money grab. It's a huge money grab. It's a huge money grab from a state that's broke. Where is this money going to come from, folks? The taxes on businesses and on individuals will be so enormous. I will predict 4 million people leave here in less than two years. And that will even widen the gap of the people paying the taxes to try and pay for this. It's a joke. I'm not going to sit there and say and have people call me a racist because I don't believe in this. It's been seven generations since slavery was legal in this country. 1865. Seven generations. None of my family lived in this country back then. We came over in the early 1900s from Italy. We're immigrants like most people. I never owned a slave. Nobody in my family ever owned a slave. And by the way, New York State paid the ultimate price. New York State never, never legalized slavery. We fought it. And tens of thousands of New Yorkers died fighting it. We paid the price. So why seven generations later are we even looking at this? We move on. The Japanese that were interned, the Italians, which were brutalized at the turn of the century, the, immig- the first slaves in North America were, when came over here, were Irish. This is out of control. It's time to split the state, folks. That's my bill. Split it into three autonomous regions. We can do this. It's very simple. We just need the majority to say, okay, let New York City, where all this comes from, most of it, let it go off on its own. And let the other two regions, even though all the Democrats in these other regions button up with them because they don't want to be out of the majority, we need to split this state off. That's our hope. We need to become an autonomous region, govern ourselves, and forget New York City. With that, I didn't even get to 28 pages of stuff here that went on this week. All the bills. Um, Sorry about that. There's just so much going on. I'm going to keep bringing it out. I need you to please share this. It's really important for us to get this word out. Uh, Truth in politics. I hope you believe it. This is David DiPietro. Remember, God is still on the throne, folks. This is all coming pretty quick, isn't it? Are you watching the destruction of this country quicker than you could ever imagine? It's written. It's been written. And we've got to run that race and keep fighting that fight. 
but always looking up to God because he just get born again. Because when this is all done at some point, life doesn't go on forever. And I'm looking forward to being up there in eternity. And that's, that's what keeps me going. So God bless all of you. Share this if you can. I hope I gave you some information to chew on today. And I got a lot more next week. Take care. Stay safe. God bless America. Thank you for listening to the new podcast, Truth in Politics, with New York State Assemblyman David DiPietro. We welcome you to download and listen to the new podcast every week online at truthinpolitics.social and on numerous podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, and Spotify. Connect with David on social media and at truthinpolitics.social. The Truth in Politics podcast is done in partnership with Radio One Buffalo, LLC.